Hello and welcome to Touching the Sunrise podcast. I am Sister Catherine Herms, author of Surviving Depression, A Catholic Approach, and Reclaim Regret, How God Heals Life's Disappointments, and Spiritual Guide in the Heartwork Program, which specializes in helping people walk the road of spiritual growth and inner healing. For the past 10 years, I have been walking alongside wonderful women and men who want a more heart-centered and spiritual life, but would like support along the way, through online programs, groups, and one-on-one spiritual guidance. I walk with people along a contemplative and healing path, one that has been trodden for thousands of years. Basically, I'm here to help you surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit, who has come to make your being the throne of the Holy Trinity, so that your life, your prayer, your relationships, your dreams and goals will most deeply satisfy the desires of your heart. You can find out more about me and what God has led me to do in the world by visiting my website, touchingthesunrise.com. Well, welcome, Jeanette, to this very first podcast of the New Year 2020. Isn't it exciting, Sister Catherine? Thank you so much for inviting me. Time flies so fast. It does. It does. We were just talking a little bit before, and we'll get into this in our next podcast. We have resolutions, but I've been trying to think a little bit about ways of of just looking at life a little differently to really... Uh, focus and give every bit of love and attention and presence into this wonderful opportunity we have week after week, really to proclaim the gospel of the Lord to a world that's always waiting, waiting to hear his love. Exactly. And it's so easy to have that go into the background um, because resolutions tend to be things like goals and lists and what I'm going to improve this year, even if it's something like just improving my prayer life, that's still about me. Um, So to sort of transcend that and say, let's take it a step beyond that. Let's say, how can I better reach out to others for Christ is a way different perspective, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if you've been receiving these emails. I've, um, I, I subscribe to a lot of emails. But I've been receiving these resolution emails. Everybody's revealing their resolutions for the year. And a lot of them that I've noticed have tended to be, I'm going to do less. I'm going to try less. I'm going to put less effort into things. I'm going to flow. Um, I'm going to be amazing. (laughs) I'm going to uh, just receive all these wonderful things. And um, as I think of resolutions, I, I kind of chuckle at that. <laughs> well, as do I. And I have to say, just to digress for a moment, um, this year's New Year's resolutions for me are very different from any other year because the week before Christmas, I fell and broke my arm. Oh. And yeah, and all my resolutions tend to be these lists and goals and Ultimately, what that is about is control. It's controlling what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it, how I'm going to do it. And here suddenly I was in this situation where I was totally out of control. I was in pain. People were taking me places to the hospital, to the ER, to surgery, 
Um, I was totally dependent on people to bring me food, to medicate my cat, um, and, and realizing that, you know, in, in a moment's time, in just a moment's time, all of these lists and goals and things that you're thinking of are just disappearing. Um, mm. And I, I felt like my greatest, and I, I, one of the things I was bothered by was that I hadn't yet wrapped my Christmas presents for people when I fell and of course was no longer able to do that. And yet this was one of the most um, blessing filled Christmases for me because I realized how many people care about me and are willing to put their lists and their goals and their to do things on hold to help me with my life. Um, so for me this year, I'm looking less at what, you know, what things do I want to accomplish and even less at what things can I eliminate from my life to make it easier, but what I can do for others. Mm-hmm. And that's such a Christmas message because Obviously, we know we're still in the Christmas season. Exactly. And every day we get this new opportunity to sit and meditate after the hectic Advent season, to really sit and meditate on the mystery of the incarnation. That mystery when Jesus made himself dependent on us. Exactly. He was totally dependent on Mary to feed him, um, to bring him to safety when Herod was after him to take his life. He was dependent on Joseph's care for him. Um, so you're having some of that experience of, of dependence, some of that experience of poverty that Jesus teaches us from the crib. Exactly, exactly. Both that dependency and then that enormous gratitude um, for the way that God takes care of us, you know, even in the midst of my complaining and my pain and my other things, you know, God was, God was guiding me every step of the way. And you can't leave one year and go into 2020 feeling the same after you've had an experience like that. I think. Mm-hmm. I think what you're saying too, that's so beautiful is that you were actually looking at something that happened in your life and you were receiving from God you know, what he was helping you learn, right? And helping you become, uh, which is a little different than some of these uh, Facebook um, resolutions that are running around right now. Like, I want days without a schedule to keep. I want hours for unplanned adventures. I want a life with time to live. And so many times when we have these ideas, these resolutions, these hopes, these dreams, they never quite materialize the way we want them to. Right. Your Christmas didn't materialize the way you were expecting at all. And yet you received from it, from a painful situation, um, a real gift like hand wrapped by God for you, but delivered through the hands of all these people who assisted you. Precisely. And so that was both this um, enormous Christmas gift and Christmas understanding but also you know as we're as we're saying it's really helping me form what i want to make my future look like Mm -hmm. that i want to be open to these um moments that seem painful at the time and are painful at the time i'll kid you um but that but that our god guiding me where he wants me to go next Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
And, and that's so, uh, so really cool. When we look at resolutions and we think about them more deeply, why is it that we can't keep them? And I'm wondering if one little reason might be sometimes the resolutions that we make ultimately um, are kind of entangled in our own passions or things that we want for ourselves, even healthy things like um, I want to diet to be slim, but ultimately I want to look good. Right. <laughs> like right. And you know, we can't build a lasting, healthy, wholesome, holy habit on um, vanity. Um, exactly. I want to read books to get ahead, maybe to feed ambition. Or I want to read books because I want to learn about God. There's two different reasons for which we do things. And sometimes um, maybe it's difficult to keep those resolutions because we're doing them for ourselves. We are this experience that you had helps you to really look at how is it that I make my life about others now? How am I available? Right. And how much I'm willing to give up control. And, and, mm -hmm. and to me, that's what the resolutions are about. They're about a way of getting thinner or being smarter or getting a promotion or whatever those things are. And the reality is that the more we realize that God's the one who's in control, mm -hmm. um, the more harmonious, I guess, mm -hmm. our lives are going to be because we're going to stop fighting it. Mm -hmm. You know, I want what I want, and I know that better than God does. Well, that's actually not true. <laughs> There's one question that I like to ask people when they're looking back at um, a year or a little period of their life. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you've kind of answered it for yourself, but just to throw it out for anybody listening to this podcast, like Jeanette, you might want to ask yourself, um, what was your biggest, this is me moment in 2019? Uh, Jeanette just described one of hers. Um, this is really me. I'm someone who gives. That's really who I am. And that's who I want to be. But as you look back over this past year, what was your biggest this is me moment in 2019 where God really showed you this is really what life is all about, what your life is all about. This is the beauty of you. Uh, another question you might want to ask yourself is in this past year, what was the moment you really felt close to God? Or you felt God closest to you. And, you know, just reflecting back very briefly, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to bring those moments to life for us um, now as we're beginning a new year. Because as, as Jeanette was speaking, it's like a foundation. It's not a resolution. She's discovered a new foundation for the next year or the next stage of her life. And maybe instead of resolutions, we can look at what is the foundation upon which God is setting us as we begin this new year. Um, it's interesting because when I ask those questions and I think about myself, I don't think back to something that happened last January or last March. Um, I really think about these last five weeks of the year when there was just this powerful movement of God 
um, helping me grow in certain ways and uh, let go of certain things. And like this, this decision, I don't want to take this into 2020. Like, that's it. I've had it. This is not me. <laughs> this is not me. And Jesus made it very clear to me, honey, this is not you. So don't take it with you like a little blanket into the next right. year. This instead is where I want you to be. This is what I want you to have. So in a sense, instead of talking about resolutions, um, it's more about making choices about what to keep and what to leave behind. Mm, that's a wonderful way to put it. I love that. Yeah. I was also thinking when you were talking about finding those moments that um, it's true that when most of us say, oh, I'm going to look back over the past year, what we usually look at are accomplishments. You know, mm -hmm. I got the raise, um, my child went to school, whatever those things are, those milestones, they're all accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And I think that what you're saying is so important because it cuts through that because the accomplishments are really secondary to finding those moments where you are the truest with God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be really small. There's a poem I once read by, um, I believe it was Robert Hayden, you know, in his wonderful language, he's painting this picture for, um, for us of how his father would get up on Sunday mornings and, and make a fire in the house. And, you know, he pictures his father, who obviously was someone who worked with his hands, um, who worked, um, you know, outside, who worked really hard for his family. But before his family got up on Sunday morning, when most of us want to sleep in, um, he made the house warm. He built a fire. He would make the house warm. Um, when people, the kids woke up, his wife woke up, I guess they would hear the fire um, blazing in the fireplace. Um, and slowly everybody else would begin to rise and dress. I, I think of my own dad. He always made breakfast on Sunday morning. So while everybody was meandering around getting out of bed, he was always up there every Sunday morning preparing breakfast. And it just was a big break for mom. And it was always exciting because it was dad's breakfast. You know, it was always the same pretty much, but it was dad's <laughs> breakfast. And, um, and really he worked hard all week long. He didn't have to get up and do that. And as in the poem, when I think back, um, as Robert Hayden was saying, he was never thanked. His dad was never thanked. And um, I don't think I ever thanked my dad for getting up every Sunday morning. And I'm sure he didn't make a resolution to do so. I'm sure. Um, he did it out of love. And, um, you know, and it, he talks about sometimes in that not thanking, we can almost like speak indifferently, you know, oh, dad's making breakfast. You know, there was never any, dad, I really am grateful that you got up early and made breakfast. That's such a great breakfast. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, even in that foundation that we're setting of love and of being there for other people, it's just sometimes those tiny uh, occasions that we have to really notice and to appreciate. He ends, um, I think he says that in there that his dad polished his shoes even 
he didn't just make the fire, he polished the shoes, all these other things. His last two lines of that poem, I'll never forget. What did I know? What did I know of love's austere and lonely offices? What did I know of love's austere and lonely offices? And um, sometimes we ourselves are in that office. You know, right. we're the ones who are going over and above simply because we want to love. And it's part of our nature to love, even if no one notices or no one cares or no one thanks us. Um, but, but I want to be more aware of, of being grateful for mm -hmm. those who perform those lonely offices for me. That's, that's really beautiful. And that's, that's truly what we're talking about, isn't it? That, that, you know, there are all the grand resolutions and fireworks and lists and all these things. But um, what really makes life keep ticking, so to speak, are the things that people don't see, are the things that we do behind the scenes, are the things that people do for us behind the scenes. Yeah. I think that that poem speaks to that very eloquently. That's so true. Um, I saw recently on Facebook, um, someone has said, you know, I've decided that the year 2020 is going to be ridiculously amazing. And it's only natural as we start anything to have high hopes and great dreams and excitement. Um, you know, at the end of this week is the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, which of course for us is the end of the Christmas season. Right. But the beauty of it also, I think, at the beginning of the year, is it reignites uh, within us what it is truly to be a son or a daughter of God um, baptized in Christ. I have a quote here from St. Gregory of Nazianzen, who was a father and doctor of the church, and it's from a sermon on the feast of the baptism of the Lord. And he says, today let us do honor to Christ's baptism and celebrate this feast in holiness. Be cleansed entirely and continue to be cleansed. Nothing gives such pleasure to God as the conversion and salvation of men, for whom God's every word and every revelation exists. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. God's sister. every word and every revelation exists for me and you. God wants you to become a living force for all mankind. So this is almost like a mandate. God wants you to become a living force for all mankind. Lights shining in the world. You are to be radiant lights as you stand beside Christ, the great light, bathed in the glory of him who is the light of heaven. You are to enjoy more and more the pure and dazzling light of the Trinity, as now you have received, though not in its fullness, a ray of its splendor, proceeding from the one God in Christ Jesus our Lord, to whom be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So the ridiculously amazing or astounding things that we can expect in 2020 
are there because we stand in the light of Christ. Uh, we stand bathed in the light of Jesus before his father who says, behold, my beloved son in whom I am well. And we hear that in the baptism with our own name because, not because of how wonderful we are and how great we are and what we've done, but because when Jesus, when the father looks at us, he sees Jesus. He sees his son. It's almost as if Jesus steps in between the father's gaze and us. And the father looks at his son and loves us over and over again because he loves his son. And we are now forever in his son. So yes, we can look at 2020 as a ridiculously amazing year to come. Mm -hmm. um, but as Christians, um, as people who are in Christ, we know that that amazing bit is really about what we've been given. And sometimes as we started with Jeanette, that amazing bit might be given in an accident or a surprise, a letdown, but that lesson that comes to us um, just can transform our life forever. It can, and we're starting it with 2020, but that's the sort of thing that if we pray and nourish it and nourish that, that way of thinking and being with God um, can last us the rest of our lives. Oh, that's so great. Well, that's a perfect lead into um, the next uh, three podcasts are really going to be looking at what are some of the foundational elements that we can lay in our life going into 2020. And I'll share some of the elements I've been trying and what it's been like, you know, what those articles, what happens when you do this? Um, it's been a really cool experience on trying new practices on and instilling new things into my life that God has helped me to see for myself. And um, I'd like to share what that's been like. Um, get your feedback, Jeanette. And, I would love to hear it. <laughs> and then I'm sure that um, our listeners will have more of their own or it might just inspire somebody to try that, that element or something else as a foundation for their year 2020 and a new decade. <laughs> so thank you so much, Jeanette, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much, sister, and God bless everyone listening. Bye-bye. God has amazing ways of knocking on people's hearts, awakening desires, arousing questions, provoking an unexpected spiritual fire. Remember, if you'd like some extra support and are ready to embark on a sustained spiritual journey, you can connect with me in a number of ways by going to my website, touchingthesunrise.com. So until the next time, take care of yourself. And remember that you are not alone. You are loved no matter what. And when you search within yourself, you will not only find yourself, but the throne of the Divine Trinity. You have a calling, a mission, and every gift, every grace, every moment, even every fall, mistake, and sin is a step toward your completely and wholly being taken up into the mystery of God's love for you and for all creation. Remember always that 
You have a treasure of inexpressible joy, hidden in an earthen vessel, small and fragile. May this overflowing joy fill you and yours with this fragrance. God be with you.